I, I don't it's, know about it. It's um. Woo. Pokeball or something. A Pokeball? Pokeball. Oh. You never heard of a Pokeball? No. It's like a toy from the late 80s. Looked kind of like Saturn. But it was like a, uh, uh, a bouncy ball. Oh, you balance on it. Ring around yeah, it. but you balance. You could yeah. balance on it and try bouncing yeah. on it. Yeah, okay, yeah. So it was, yeah. They called it a Pogoball. Do you remember the, the moon shoes? Those were the coolest things ever. Yeah, I never had moon shoes. But My friend did. String, or springs on them, right? Yes, like it, it felt like you were like literally like running on the moon. Because they kind of—that's what they call them. That because they had the same motion. You felt like the same motion of the, like the astronauts actually walking on the moon. Right. Fun fact: um, Don't walk. Don't wear those and go to down and try to walk downstairs. You will fall. This Does is, this make you feel uncomfortable? What's that? <gasps> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm drunk. By the way, I'm Josh. Oh, we're I'm recording. Adam. Yes. Yes. Oh. This okay. is now a, a Mountain Dew drinking ASMR. Uh, I am drinking Mellow Yellow, sir. Yeah. There he goes. <clears throat> But yeah, pretty. Naruto G Fuel. Sit down. Which, how, which one did you get from the Naruto one? Stage mode. You didn't get the the ramen one. No, no, no. God no. I, my one friend was gonna get that. I was like, I man. I like ramen. I have four cases in the cupboard. Yeah, you do. <laughs> but I'm not, I didn't know. Yes. I'm not drinking that crap. <laughs> but um, pretty much. You don't we, just add like the packets of like to water and then just drink, drink it. Normally. it? <laughs> yeah. You could. I mean, that, you heat it up and just be broth. Yeah, it's great. I love it. I mean, there you go. It's so much sodium, but I love it. <laughs> They probably don't. You probably get like pinched for your like you get checked for your blood and all it is is just like your sodium content, sir. Is so high. It feels why like, is it? Why are it you? It feels doing like that? I'm pushing on a saltine packet. Have yeah. you been drinking uh, too much sodium? No, not at all. No, no. As you like, literally have like, this huge cup of just like regular, just throwing the cubes of broth into a hot thing of water and drinking it. We're gonna have one of those American size like cups where like it's just nothing but just like ramen broth, like water. <laughs> Just big gulp. Oh my god! Like big seventy-two rock. out, like just couple liters of just. No, it's called. Bro. It would be called big R. Big R. Big R. Big thing of ramen. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. Product placement. Like Product placement. For how, that stuff, for how much you have bought, we should be sponsored I'm by doing ramen. Cheap. I know. I bought so many games this year; it's ridiculous. No, so did I. I really did. I bought too. so many cards this year. I've been playing cards. Did you? Ah. Before I forget, did you cave in? Are you gonna get a physical copy of Diablo Four for our we'll, console? We'll, we'll see. I have it on. Uh, uh, I'm getting it on PC already. I okay. No, no, no. Because I remember you. Were, I remember you were at, talking at to. Yeah. Like, yeah. I might I might ride over there and pick, pick like pre-order a physical edition maybe in yeah. April. Yeah. But right now I'm good. Yeah. No, have you watched The Last of Us yet, Andrew? No. I actually am enjoying the show. They changed so many so a lot of things, but at the same time they're still following the main story. And I just have that mindset of how can the people of The Last of Us change and dilute and just you know make it more interesting and change the story so people won't be shocked or surprised because they've already played the game while halo 
just ran with scissors and fell I down the like steps. I like that show, though. That Halo show. But great. you, but you never, pl- you know, I, know. I can't get into the Halo game. And that's fine. And that's what I'm saying. Like, like you don't know the Halo story. And if you were knowing the Halo story, then I'd be you, frustrated. You would be foaming at the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like rabies. I think with The Last of Us, honestly, because I think the first game actually has a really good story in most parts, there are a few things that could have been corrected with the story, but not much of anything. I think they honestly should have just one to one redone, like, re, like just did oh, The Last I, of Us. I kind of think they would, like, the most, the most funniest thing of all is, like, when I, I messaged my one friend, I was like, hey, um, the episode with Bill, how was the episode? And he just goes, it was gay. And I'm like, what do you mean by it was gay? He's like, I was like, wait, oh wait, you know, because again, fun fact, Bill, the you character did. Bill is yes. gay. Okay, so this is going to be that's the thing. where I stopped. I watched that episode and I have had no. Interest. Okay, see, I, now that's going to piss me off because again, that's one of the that's one of the moments of the original Last of Us that if you're not looking for it, you will miss it completely. Oh no 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 people huh? no no yes the fact that one of the characters in the Last of Us Part One is gay Bill and is his name gay. is Bill but sure. the thing is is that it does not ever tell you that in game ever no, no you no, have no, to no. piece it by environmental storytelling and details not to just understand that it. it's the part where Ellie grabs the magazine. magazine but if you actually zoom in and walk around his area before you leave there's magazines and they're all. Gay mag, you know, like gay porn magazines. Right, sure. but it's one of those things that it's not shoved down your throat. No, it's that not. this character is gay. Here's his personality. First bullet point: gay. I I can't stand any like TV show or writing. That's what that episode, That's what this episode yeah, no, is. Fuck, I'm not the watching tired, it. Not watching it. Yeah. Absolutely zero fucking out of the, ten. Trashed here. Get the fuck is, out. The thing that I, the only thing I liked is about like how resourceful Bill was. He was one of those preppers. He was paranoid, and I thought that was awesome. And I did yeah, not the way he had his place booby trapped. Oh, not he just booby trapped. He had a secret underground bunker in his house sure. that was a wine rack. Yeah. yeah, and again, do you know how cool that is? I want that setup. Yeah, Bill. Like Bill's character in The Last of Us, the video game was really well done because it's also one of those things that, it, like in video games, it's always a trope where I walk into a household and here's a note of somebody detailing me on every aspect of their fucking life as normal people do. I know Josh leaves on his table a list of things he's going to do every single day and how much he hates at X aspect of things in his life. Like, no, it doesn't work. Right, right. But video games do that because but they of have to provide some kind of context to the player. You do. Unless you're going to do it all through cutscenes. You do and you don't is the thing. But the fact is, is that with somebody like Bill, it just works because that's actually the type of person he is. Because you like OCD. Yes, he no, writes he's just, notes. He's just, yeah, he writes notes to himself all the fucking time. If you listen to him, he talks to himself. He's like, "All right, got to do this. I got to go do this. I got to get this." Like, yes, he does. And he says it out loud. Because you you, you called out. You you made me as an example with a list thing. I talk to myself all the time. Right. We're thirds. I don't talk to anybody. But you have to, like, you have to understand the thing is one, he's by himself, and after so. We don't know how. here? Yes. But but, no, no, no. But like, so, like, so now you can kind of relate yeah, to that because you're I by... Can. But now the thing with Bill is that he's more paranoid because obviously it's an apocalypse setting. Oh. So now he is pushed to the extreme of it. When he's talking to himself, he's really talking to, to himself. himself. Like, almost like borderline schizophrenic because he is... And okay. he snaps when 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 Ellie is literally like he says, "Don't touch myself," and Ellie starts touching himself, and he just snaps. Yeah, everyone's like, "It is for comic relief." Yes, it is comic relief, but to Bill, is, is she touching his stuff to fuck with him though? Is that no, what? she's actually very she, curious. She, she, she like trying to poke him, be like, "Ha!" No, 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 no. no, no, no. She just, you know, it's just one of those things that have as you ever, a kid, have you ever just walked by a fridge and it might not even be your fridge and you just open it? You're not even looking for anything. You're just looking in there. 
No, I've never done that. Okay, I, I, well, if that doesn't work for you, I know a lot of people will do that. Where even if you go to somebody else's house, you might just look in the fridge. I know people who do that, and like sure. people just do that. Yeah. Like it's it's. I might look on the fridge. Oh, yeah. there's there's pictures. Who are these people? I wonder. Right, and some people will just look in the fridge. They're not even looking for anything to eat. They're not hungry. They're not thirsty. They're How nothing. Do that they, in their own apartment. Yeah, they'll look at the people on the fridge. I don't know. I don't Adam's know. Friends. Right, and so it's one of those things that like when Ellie's looking for stuff, she's just being curious as. She's a 14-year-old she's girl who just, like, you know, like, literally just left the federal zone. Yeah. And doesn't know how the world is anymore. But she's not the type of person that would be, like, annoying. Like, remember in Avengers with Kamala? Was Kamala Khan? Is that her yeah, name? Yeah, that's her name. Where she's, like, fucking with the bobblehead in the car and, like, But that was adorable. But that was adorable, though. But Bruce was getting pissed. Oh, so yeah. That's, that's the type of person I'm thinking Ellie, that's her name? Yes, yes yeah, it's Allie. She's not like that, though? Just, like, no. derping around with stuff to try no. and push me No, no, she is a smart... She has a smart mouth when, when she calls him out... When he says something, she has something to, right, to say right back to him. Very snarky. Yeah, yeah she oh, yeah. would probably be like that with somebody that she knew, but she would not do that for an absolute stranger she doesn't uh, know, especially okay. in the scenario she's in. So. Yeah, so, but, but I mean... But, yeah, again, it's one of those things that the environmental storytelling for Bill's character is there, so you can read between the lines and realize that he's gay, but, again, it's one of those moments in storytelling where I'm very appreciative as somebody who is gay that it's not a bullet point on his personality list of it's not a Netflix show so he's gotta have a lisp of some sort or with jazz hands yeah or he's gotta he's gotta at least make one or two uh, gay jokes of some sort that are very worn on the sleeve so you know that this character's gay so you know ladies uh, sorry don't get offended when he tells you no no if you're gonna write something like that in a TV show don't bother writing it just stop just fucking stop you're gonna piss me off, you're gonna piss off fans, you're gonna piss a lot of people off. Anybody who actually even appreciated The Last of Us Part 1 for strong moments of writing like that, it cheapens it. It cheapens it for people like myself. When I tell people about Bill, I think he's actually a very good representation of homosexual characters in video games because it's handled very tastefully. But then if I were to tell somebody that, they're like, oh, well, I watched the TV show and... Well, okay, fuck My me. My criticism with episode three is it's just a freaking boring episode. It was a very long episode. It got it was interesting in the beginning, and like, don't get me wrong, like, I mean, like, it, I don't care that they're gay. I actually thought the episode itself was good in terms of like just how they told it. Well, I thought, I thought the, it was I thought it was yeah. funny when Tess and Joel do- both joined them on dinner. Sure. And literally, Bill has a gun yeah. on the table and cocks it when um freaking Joel moves and then Frank's going honey honey we have guests here we don't need that and there's a part where like he talks well, yeah, to yeah but then Joel comes up he's just like don't worry about it I'm the same yeah well, exactly because I'm the same way oh yeah and then the, the, my favorite part of all is like Frank and Tess are like I have something in the house I show. I have to show you I just painted something and he grabs her and he runs and then just Bill just cocks the gun again and just eyes him as he eats a steak and I thought that was just absolutely funny like they had some good parts yeah. but it just dragged on too long, yep. in my opinion. I, it, it was a very slow episode, but there were neat parts about it. Again, I think the beginning part started out so strong. But I think so, they needed it to drag for impact, though, because when that spoiler, whoever hasn't seen it, but one of the two dies. They both right? die. Well, they, yeah, but he has to like pretty much take care of that one guy because he loses his legs. No, he has a he has, he, a, he has a disease. Yeah, he's, I thought he got shot. No, he has muscular de- um, so, it's like it's like a disease where it eats away your muscles. He has oh, literally like. Oh, so I, I, Bill I, dies in the episode. No. They both die in the oh. episode. Frank and Bill. Because remember, we find Frank tied up because he hanged himself because he got bit by a bunch of runners. Yeah. So okay, that's something else I deviated because you know you can't have a gay person have yeah. good representation in a fucking TV show without ostracizing half of your viewers. Uh, okay, fuck you, writers. But I, fuck you. <laughs> 
but at the same time, though, like I the don't new- know. what's the dude, with the like the scruffy dude with the beard that is the prepper. That's that Bill. That guy's a badass in the show. Oh yeah, no, no, and there's all there's homages to him. The the actor who plays him also is in the show Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. And there is a scene in Parks and Rec, I think it's his birthday, where he's eating this massive steak at this fancy place on a table, and he's watching a movie, and they actually reenact that scene for the show as a tribute to him from Parks and Rec. And I love it, because on Parks and Rec, he's this hardcore anti-government person. Who is Bill? He hates the government. Yeah. Yeah, it has a shit ton of guns. So I'm just, I'm just saying, if it would have been a lesbian couple, they both would have been smoking hot, and neither would have would have died. And they would most likely have been smoking weed. You don't forget that. Yeah, and they would have probably been smoking weed. So yeah, no. If you're gonna mention that to the me of the TV show, and I know the original Last of Us, I'm absolutely not gonna watch it. Sounds like hot fucking garbage. See this the set. See, I actually am enjoying The Last of Us. Like, I really am. Even with my problems with Episode 3, I think what they're doing doesn't bother me, per se, because, again, I played the, I'm played. i refreshing myself, and I'm replaying the game right now. I'm almost done. And I kind of like how they are still following the same pl- plot, but they're deviating just a little bit to change it so you're not so you're surprised of what happens. Now, Halo... You played this... Okay, so you played the game first before you saw the show... Mm-hmm. And you're watching, you're playing the game as you're seeing the show to kind of weigh the game with the show. Yes. How is it going to work for me in reverse? If I watch the rest of the show, Last of Us comes out on PC at the end of March. Yeah. Yeah. If I get through this show, how much of the game is going to be spoiled because of what I'm watching on the television? Yes. On, on HBO. Probably all of it. Probably all of it. Probably all of it. Yeah. Again, you could right now start. If, fr- you could start playing Halo right now, fresh, and like, the entire Halo show to this show. There's only going to be some minute things. Master Chief is Master Chief. John one one seven, and then the Covenant probably. Covenant Space Muslims. They're baddies. Yeah, you know, yeah. like that's what it pretty much is. Is they're like super zealot religious it fanatics. Is, uh, who, who's who's John's friend? The main guy, the bald. Oh, dude? who's his friend? Well, he John doesn't really have friends. They're friends. He brings them over to, to his house and meets his wife for dinner. Oh, yeah, yeah. It sounds like friends, Moyer. What's that guy's name? I can't remember. I don't me either. Right now, it's a He's show. got like a deformed arm. Oh, the robot. He was a, sp- a he's former Spartan. A, he's not a, he's, that guy's not a robot, is he? No, he's got a robot arm, but yeah. he's he's a deformed human. Yeah. He was one of the Spartans that failed the, um, who got mutated by the, the steroids, not the steroids, but the chemical injections. Ah, uh, okay. Well, his arm is all mutated, but at the same time, his right arm is super strong. It's not Saren, is it? No, it's what not Saren. I can't his remember I his name. Remember. I don't remember. He's in the, actually, he's, he's, in in the the game, books, he's in the book series, oh, not okay. in the game. You don't see him. So speaking of uh, Last of Us coming anyway, out, anyway, so we're 15 minutes into the show. We got any games to talk about? Well, we talked about the Last of Us a little bit, but speaking of games coming out, uh, yeah, that last Nintendo Direct, holy shit! Metroid Prime, it's blowing up everywhere. Holy fuck! Have you seen how good that game it, looks? It looks good. I want to buy it, but I can't aim with the controller. How hard is that game? Uh, I, there's t- there's saying there's going to be different control schemes. You could probably use motion controls if you want. Oh to. yeah. And it would probably work really when is it, well. Is it out right now? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yes, I, mean, yeah, I think it's already out. Yeah, it was released. Is today. it physical or only digital? It's only digital right now. They're releasing a physical down the road. They're, they're, Whole, all, they're all sold I, out already. Pre-orders yeah. for that fucker are all sold I, out. I, 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 that's why I double-checked it right when I said fuck does that game look gorgeous they, they and it's say, on the fucking Switch, no less. They say it's a remaster. It sounds like more than a... It looks like more than a remaster. 
Like, it looks really good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I really want to, like, pick this up, because holy shit, they went all... This makes me think that the next Metroid Prime that's coming out, they know it's going to be amazing, and that's why they're re-releasing this, and they're hyping it up, because this is going to be big. I'm I calling wonder, it out. Do you, do you think they'll actually go ahead and do 2 and 3 as well? <sighs> Maybe. Echoes I could see happening, because I know a lot of people still liked Echoes. Metroid Prime 3, I don't know as much about, so... Oh. Probably maybe on that one, but two I could definitely see them doing. Huh. Um, but my, I'm really glad that Metroid Prime is getting the love that it deserves again with an actual remaster at this point because it, it it's a game that is definitively worth the actual investment and time to play it and to own it. So now that you don't have to have that's a GameCube. The one, that's the yeah. GameCube game, right? Yeah, it's a GameCube okay. game. Well, yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. but like the GameCube game when it first came out for Nintendo, like wow. oh, it was blow- it was mind blowing. Like it was, it was it really was, fucking good. Like we always got used to, you know, Metroid as a freaking Castlevania style game. Uh, Castlevania, you know. it's a Metroidvania. Well, Metro- yeah. it, you can't really call Metroid a Metroidvania because it's a Metroid. Exactly, title. but that's like, where the we're so, we were so used to it, and then when they said, "Hey, it's going to be this," somebody we're like, "How is this going to work?" Somebody was saying uh, on a podcast. <laughs> I was listening to two days ago Zelda actually did that formula before Metroid did is that true for like what wait for like get this item and now you can go here no 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 because they were trying to figure out I who think did it first and I thought they said that Zelda actually did it before Metroid I thought Castle oh I thought like well there's a lot of games that have always done that like Zelda has like a pieces where if you want to progress to this area you have to have this and the only way you can get it and then you can double I think, back I think the direct quote was like why do we call them Metroidvanias and not like Metroid Zeldas or like or whatever it's like Zelda can, Zelda okay. did one of the two before okay we call them Metroidvanias so let's let's put it into perspective like this right the idea is that for Metroid specifically, this is what the title, this is what defines Metroid as a series. Yeah. It's always about getting upgrades to explore new areas and to go to new areas. Yeah, I can't and, go to this place if I don't have a mothball. Right, no. and while you could argue that Zelda has things like, oh, you need to cross a lake, you need the upgrade to cross need water. The thing is, is that these items generally aren't additions to Link's arsenal in a way that has meaningful impact on the gameplay like not even in the old ones not even really in the old ones like yeah okay. i can see that with breath of the wild but like the old the older zeldas like okay so let's go back to zelda one for a good example okay fine you get the candle item what are you really gonna fucking do with that are you gonna throw fire on your enemies no it's slow it's cumbersome and it's not worth your time and it's really like just not an addition to link's arsenal in any meaningful way most of his actual arsenal from zelda one is like that i'm just thinking my main experience is uh, Link's Awakening. You need the boots to get through certain yes, things. You need yeah. a claw to lift up the pots and stuff in certain areas. Yes, and so that is a good example of it. But I don't know. It's one of those things that is kind of like, I think Metroid just defines itself by it better than Zelda. Hmm. Uh, and it's hard to explain the difference between the two because effectively they're both kind of the same. But the other idea here too is also the aspect ratio. Zelda is always top down. Yep. And Metroid is always from the side. Yeah. And so, for Metroid, that is just what defines them. Like, even Metroidvanias, as we call them, are from the side. They're sure. not... Right. They can be in 3D. You could technically do them from top down, like you do Zelda's. But I think that's one of the reasons why we call them Metroidvanias, is because they both were so, from so, that so plane. It's like, so it's like, did you ever play... You weren't into 360, were you? Did you play 360 games? No. Nah. Uh, Shadow Complex? I heard of Shadow Complex, never got to play it. Because that's a side-scrolling <clears throat> Metroidvania that is side-scrolling, so you couldn't necessarily. But that game was pheno- that game was phenomenal. But that's what I mean, though. Like in direct could, comparison, could, could you call it a Metroidvania? It depends. So 
this is one of the things that like a lot of people kind of bug me because like technically a lot of titles like Hollow Knight can follow on like fall under the oh, category. Are you excited for that Silk Song? Yes, I am. Yeah. Uh, a lot of games like that can fall under Metroidvania, but to me, I don't qualify it quite as a Metroidvania, and people are going to look at me and say, "Well, why?" And it's because I don't honestly think that the leveling up aspect or getting these upgrades to add to your arsenal to also use for combat is really the main focus of those games. It, what about Ori? Uh, Ori, I still also don't completely fall under that category. When I hear Metroidvania, I'm getting a very specific vibe from the game. Ori honestly felt more like a platformer with Metroidvania elements, but it felt like it was a platformer first and yeah. the upgrading and exploratory concept second, even though it was there. But to me, that still doesn't scream Metroidvania. Uh, and it's it's hard to really define the two because honestly, in terms of Metroidvania, it's like I also think that like having an RPG system and leveling up and different weapons and different stats is one of the biggest things that draws me to those. So when I go back and I played a game like Bloodstained on the Switch, mm -hmm. it, it hits an itch that almost no other game can hit because mm -hmm. they don't have those elements in them. Hollow Knight doesn't have leveling up in it. Yes, you can get stronger, but it doesn't really feel like you're getting like much stronger if that makes sense sure. it, it's all by very micro like increasements to stats and gear, you know stats or whatever like yeah. okay you have one more hit point whatever yeah. uh, as opposed to metroidvanias when you pick up a new sword or a new item or a new weapon almost everybody is immediately going to pause the game go get that new item swing it see what it feels like and see if it's something they're gonna like to play with or not as opposed to hollow knight the nail is the sword you start with and you Start the game with that, and you end the game with that. Or even Zelda, because I can only think of, oh, you got another half a heart. Yes. As opposed to, here's a new weapon. It's like, no, you still have your sword and your shield. You just got a little bit more health. Yeah, and that's basically it. So to me, honestly, that's one of the reasons why I think Metroidvania is like, I honestly like to have that system inside of them. Because that's, sure. again, it's about a progression of strength that like gets more and more. Like, you feel it alongside right. the player character. And I honestly don't feel like in most games you get that. Even in Metroids, you feel that. When you get Morph Ball, you feel it. It feels different. Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's different. As opposed to Zelda, fine, you picked up the, the ladder to get over the like a river. Does it feel different? No. It, it doesn't. Or it, it, when you get the bombs in Metroid, it totally <laughs> changes how you might attack people. But you can get new places. Yeah. And in Zelda, you could argue, well, okay, it you changes. You know, morph ball, hit a, hit, hit a grenade, and then you can actually, like, launch yourself. Yes, and on top of that, like, you can launch yourself. It adds mobility to yourself. Yeah, it add, yeah. makes you harder to hit, makes you a smaller target. And again, it's these ideas that the gameplay changes with these upgrades. But Zelda, not so much. Right. That like, you, yeah, especially the older ones. Later on, you could argue that, like, what you're saying, the Pegasus boots changes how you play the game. It changes how you might um, approach a certain situation. Hmm. But for the most part, that's the later titles. So yeah, I think if we would have had, say, Link's Awakening on the like the Nintendo, like if we could theoretically... Well, we actually have Link's Awakening remade for Nintendo Switch. Yep, and mm -hmm. that was the other thing I was going to bring up, is that we did just get the new two virtual console. Uh, oh, yeah, I almost I almost like <sighs> did the expansion pack. Really? They're, they have Golden Sun. Yes, they have... They have Golden Sun coming out for the... For, for advance. It's not out yet, but it is coming out. They yeah. have Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. My roommate is incredibly excited for that. If you have this service, you are doing yourself a disservice by not downloading this for free right now. What, with an what is it? 
Uh, the Nintendo eShop, you can get the emulators. No, the game that you're just talking about. Oh, uh, uh, Mario, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. What is it's that? actually really good. It, it is one of the best fucking RPGs they've ever made in the Game Boy Advance. Like, it is, hmm. if you are looking at Golden Sun through a nostalgia window, like, you know, you're looking at this game and like, say, I, I love it. I, I think I liked that game. I don't actually know. <laughs> but a lot of people, like, a lot of people will look back and say, Golden Sun, fucking love Golden Sun. Yeah. It's some people's favorite RPGs of all time. Mario and Luigi is right there. It is the exact same level of quality, and I would argue that Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, in some ways, is actually even better than Golden Sun. Mm. And that's saying a lot to a lot of people I know, but it is absolutely worth checking out. That game, if you've ever heard any people get pissed off about what like Paper Mario has become now, it's because... Effectively, we had Mario RPG, and people really loved Mario RPG, and then Mario RPG kind of split off into two series. We had the Paper Mario, and then we got Mario Luigi, you know, Superstar Saga. The issue is, is that the Mario Luigi games have carried on this kind of tradition, but Paper Mario has moved further away from the tradition, and so people have been starving for that, like, Mario RPG experience again that we're just not getting anymore. So it, the Mario and Luigi games are kind of the closest we're getting to that. I don't have a... Def- oh, it is on Virtual Console. Yoshi's Cookie. Yoshi's that Cookie. one's good, too. Yeah, I need to pick that one up. I have not uh, played that before, so I've heard about it, but I do want to pick it up. But yeah, no, like I said, the Virtual Console right now, they have a lot of great games coming out. These are definite pickups. I mean, people are playing the hell out of GoldenEye. Yes, I, I honestly D- think- Dude, I'm going to tell you this right now. I played GoldenEye because when I found out that was on Game Pass, I'm not going to lie. You know what the first thing I did? Pause in the menu thing, and that music was just playing, and I'm just like, yeah. yeah it's so just... That 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 music was just so good. When you know you you, yeah. you go in the inventory yeah. and that watch yeah. are playing. Right. God, I love that music. And I love how when you up the difficulty, there's more to do. So instead, really? yes. Oh, actually, yeah, I do remember that. You have like certain there's objectives. Whole, isn't there an entire extra area area area? Well, it's just not area. It's like certain, do certain things well, I'm of like, like the damn mission in particular. When you go into hard mode, don't don't like certain areas unlock to where you couldn't go to them before. I don't, or there, maybe it's like an objective thing. Uh, I know it's an objective thing. You have a more objectives you have to complete. I didn't get far in that game. I got I, to the jungle and couldn't see shit. I will tell you this right now, dude. That game came out a year after the movie GoldenEye came out. Mm. And I'm just telling you this right now, like, everyone was just blown away by it. And the only reason why I got the game is because my mom and my dad's a hardcore James Bond fan. And I still remember this day on Christmas when I got that game, sitting there, and he was, literally was just chilling next to me on the chair watching me play GoldenEye. Huh. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, no, that game actually hits a nostalgia quote for a lot and of people. And it works with the controllers, you know, like, perfectly. Like, I, uh, like, I a, like a, like a the... standard shooter. It works like yeah. a standard, everyday oh, shooter. I didn't shoot much in that game. I made it, I got to level two and just use those proximity mines everywhere. You're that person, yes. huh? Yes, blow up everything. But yeah, no, that's one of the greatest things about owning a Switch right now is that they have the N64, they have the Super Nintendo, they have a GameCube, or the Game Boy, and they have the... Game Boy Advance, and they're going to add more titles to it. It's funny because... they have, like, something with, like, Game Boy Color? Because I saw some games they were promoting. The Game Game Boy games are now in full color or something. Yeah, so you can play with the filter of the original Game Boy... filter, yeah. Yeah, you can play with the original Game Boy filter. You can play with the Game Boy Pocket, which is what I specifically own. People were freaking out when they saw Wario? Yes, Wario Land 3. That game is amazing. How does that differ from Mario Land? Because I played Super way different, okay. way different. They're vastly different games. So to give you an idea, Wario is basically invincible in the games. Okay. 
So you might so be. What's the objective then? The, the objective is still to beat the levels and to beat the levels like and get as much treasure as possible. Yeah. But it's basically going through the stages from start to finish. But you might think that because Wario is invincible that it makes the game easy. Yeah. But that's really not the case. And it's hard to explain without really having you just play it. Mm. He can die in certain situations, but it's incredibly rare that you find that. Huh. Yeah, and it, it, it's one of the things that makes the games, like, definitively different. Because Wario isn't Mario in terms of, like, well, Mario's out to save the princess. Now, fuck it, Wario's just trying to get money. Yeah. He just wants to get rich. Oh, yeah. And these games always play into that strength. So I think, is like... He, is, is it canon... Oh, canon still that is, like, is he actually his brother? What exactly is the plot? So... I've I heard they change things. I, I don't know. So apparently Wario is actually supposed to be German. Dust German? Yeah, no, actually, he's supposed to be German from what I was hearing, and that's one of the things that's interesting. Okay, because, like, I remember hearing that, like, there was originally, like, a bunch of cannon got switched around, so that's why I was just wondering about that situation. Yeah, so we're not 100% certain where the actual official cannon is at this point, but I, from what I last heard, Wario is actually supposed to be German, so I'm not sure if they're going to do that or not. Um, and I think they put Game & Watch on there, too. Was that correct? Yes, they put Game & Watch on there. My, but, yeah, Link's Awakening, like you said, was on there. And yep. you can play it with the filters, but you still could do the color dungeon if you... Now, yeah. my question is this. Do you think Nintendo is finally, like, realizing that they need to step up their game? No. Uh, so that brings into the discussion, what about the $70 stuff? What's your opinion on $70? Oh, that's right. The, yes, the yes. The sequel to... Tears of the Kingdom is 70 bucks. Yeah, fine. Is Fuck it. it. Okay. I'm in the mindset. So Here's the people bitching and freaking out about it, and I'm just like, why? Fuck you. They had to delay the game. Okay. Sure. And here's the thing about that. Most other companies would have said, nah, fuck it. We'll just release the game as is, broken, shitty. And you would have spent $60 on it and bitched about it just as worse, way fucking worse than you would have for having to pay 10 extra dollars for a game that is probably going to come out relatively bug-free for Nintendo quality standards. Uh, but the, from what I've seen on YouTube, a lot of people that complain about it are just like they're releasing this game at $70 on hardware that was designed in like 2015 basing, based off of a Tegra chip that is old as shit. Why should you be paying $70 for a game that's on su such outdated hardware? Uh, to those people, but, but Breath of the Wild runs fine. It's a great game. So, eh? so to all those I people, I would tell them to go fuck themselves. I, I, in my, oh, oh my God, you want to? Oh, you know, fucking uh, what's a, what's a great old game? Let, any game right now. Let's think of one of the best games. Oh, gold. Let's just use Golden Sun. We were just talking about classic sure. RPG. You know what? That game came out. I think it was like what thirty fucking dollars. Why are these people right now saying, "Oh, well, it was released on the Game Boy Advance over twenty years ago"? It should be two bucks, two dollars. It should be a dollar. So it should be. Actually, there was a reverse on that where they said if this game was released, it's if, if Tears of the Kingdom was released today or yeah. uh, uh, in twenty seventeen, yes. when the Switch launched at sixty dollars with inflation, it would be seventy two right now. Yes. So it's still the same. Well, it's price. just not that. Again, we're getting, some of these people don't realize back in the N64 and some Game Boy games, they were overpriced as crap. I think I re dollars for Return of the Jedi on Game Boy. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, okay, that's what I, I thought. $90 yeah, yes. For Return of and Jedi I remember paying eighty something for Shadows of the Empire. I mean, I, I not even um, Super Nintendo and stuff. I remember going into 
Kmart and picking up Final Fantasy VII for ninety bucks. Yeah, well, that's what I'm just saying. Even I, I don't think they understand this, like the circumstances. And again, sooner or later, Nintendo was going to have to do this. Right? Uh, yes and no. I think they could still release it at sixteen and it wouldn't hurt. But I think honestly, asking ten extra dollars for the fact that they are delaying the game and they need to delay the game to make sure it leads quality standards. Why the fuck not? And again, it's only 10 extra dollars. Hell, you guys are talking about old games. Mega Man X3, a lot of places were asking for $80 because I had the FX chip inside of it for better graphics. Mm-hmm. Whippity fucking do. You know, it's one of those things that people even tin Like, if Tears of the Kingdom is even as good as Breath of the Wild, people five years from now are going to be regaling it as one of the best fucking games ever made, sure. just as they did Breath of the Wild. And even if people would have had to have spent $70 for Breath of the Wild, they still would have regaled it as one of the best fucking games ever made five years down the road. Yeah. Nobody's going to look back and say, it would have been a 10 out of 10, but nah, $70 price tag, had to pay 10 extra dollars, eight, it's an eight. And my biggest argument against all this stuff is, not for, for all of it, is gaming's a hobby. If you can't afford it, then sucks to be you. Yeah, I mean, you there, there, there are. I know that sounds mean, but it is a hobby at the end of the day. It is you a hobby at the end of the day. Afford it or you can't. Yeah, well, and again, if you can't save up fucking seventy dollars now from to the point when this game releases, I think that speaks more to your inability to fucking budget sure. than it does the game costing too much money. Yeah, and, and yes, would it be shitty if every game but tomorrow? Thirteen-year-old kid that wants Zelda, my parents won't buy it from me because it's so too expensive. Hey, as well, a thirteen-year-old, you should be getting a fucking allowance, or you should be actually or doing you should chores. Be like doing right, chores. Right. Sorry, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, like Devil's even there. even as a kid, there's a way to get these things. Like you stream just on ha- Twitch. You just have to be smart. Don't what? No, stream on I, Twitch. I, I, <laughs> what, really? Thirteen-year-old on Twitch? Fuck no. Fuck I no. Little kids, I have no idea. Fuck no. I I just I, in my mindset, I'm just like I'm not upset by this, and I'm watching the internet just like f- like just rage on that. Um, People are just gonna look for. And I just remember you're scrolling on these forums, and there's oh, where, I think it was was it IGM? My friend showed me, and I was like, I'm like just type. I was like, dude, we used to pay like over ninety dollars for a, a PS One or an N sixty four game. I don't think you guys understand. And if you do inflation, that game is like in the high hundreds now. Like, like I said. 2017 to now, that game Zelda was twelve dollars more. Yeah, yeah. With inflation, seventy two dollars. But I mean, like, I just, I just don't. I'm not shocked or surprised that they had to do that. I mean, like Andrew says, could I think they, you know, shouldn't do it? But at the same time, I kind of feel like they see that like PS5 and Xbox Series X. Do you think that development costs have gone up enough to justify a price increase? (sighs) Oh no. So no. that's not their reasoning, then? I don't no. think that's their reasoning. I think, honestly, it's because of the fact that they're delaying the game and they're having to pull... You do have to think about the fact that if I don't... have, I, Do I think it takes more to develop a game now than it did five years ago? Not really, no. Do I think that they're having to spend a lot more time on this game because they delayed it? Yes, absolutely. Sure. Asking that 10 extra dollars will help them make up that price tag. And let me tell yeah. you, again, right now, coming from a fucking AAA developer like Nintendo, who generally has pretty good fucking quality on their products... Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I will pay the 10 extra dollars yeah. for it. If I don't have to see another Cyberpunk fucking yeah. 2077 happen, yeah. where the game launches in a completely unfucking playable state for full fucking price, and we only have to spend 10 extra dollars, yeah. and Nintendo apologizes and said, hey, give us a few extra months, we'll make sure it's ready to launch, then yeah, please, by all fucking means, I'm, I'm happy. This is the way it should be. Yeah. I do not think we should have developers pushing out unfinished fucking products, Day blaming blaming us, the consumers, because, well, you bought an unfinished game. What did you expect? Fuck yourselves. Like, honestly. <laughs> you counter. It's like, no, you released this game because your fucking shareholders are bugging you to 
get it out the door. Right, and and, and at the and at the end of the day, I have to, I think it's more admirable that Nintendo is saying no, we are not going to release a buggy or unfinished game. Yeah, because like game. the thing is this again when when you see the word Nintendo and you hear the words of Mario or Legend of Zelda or it, a Metroid game, it's you know that that game is gonna be high quality. High quality. Did we see Pikmin in that? Yes, thing? Pikmin Four. Oh God, what I, is Pikmin? <laughs> So Pikmin is basically the best way I can put this is that it's a console RTS is the easiest way to think about oh. it. But the way that it works is that in the original Pikmin, because this is where I had the most experience, you crash in a planet, you have 30 days to get off the planet, which means you have 30 in-game days in order to get off the planet. Okay. Every single night cycle, you have to leave the atmosphere because it becomes too dangerous on the planet and you have to re-land and start the day again. The thing is, is that the way that it works is that... Um, Areas will have enemies regenerate, but like obstacles will not. But the idea is that it's a time management game in the first game where yeah. you have to make sure that every day you're planning on progressing as much as possible. But the thing is, is that what makes it very unique is that you have three types of Pikmin. You have the red, the yellow, and the blue. And again, I'm only going to use Pikmin 1 here for an example because it's going to keep it a lot simpler to people understand. Sure, right. So a good example is red does more damage, but red can walk through fire. Yellow can be thrown farther so they can go over different obstacles because they're lighter. And blue huh. Pikmin can survive water, which allows them to actually go underwater. If you try to walk underwater with red or yellow, they will drown to death. Ah. But the thing is, is that it's also unique in the fact that you can only have so many units with you at one time. So you need to plan accordingly how many units you're going to bring with you. If you know you're going to complete underwater section, then you can probably bring a ton of units. Sure. But the thing is, is that if you don't have the right amount of units and you go underwater let's just say you're being stingy you want to bring 10 and you go underwater but you need to pick up this piece of equipment and it takes 20 pikmin to pick up well they can't pick it up and then what they have to do is they have to pick it up and bring it back to the base and the thing is is that pikmin get occupied so if you can have 50 pikmin out at a time you have 20 of them carrying something you only now have 30 with you yeah so now again it's a resource management and time management system and you're doing a lot of different things while you're playing the game and so that's, it was a really interesting and innovative game for its time, but it's literally just a console uh, RTS, yes. but it's, it, the first one is really well done in my opinion. I think it's definitely worth back going back and playing. So I'm not sure what Pikmin 4 is going to do to really like go away from that system. Yeah. I don't think they're going to have the in-game clock like the first one did because it does pressure you as the player. Because you can fuck yourself in the first game. You can actually get a bad ending because you don't collect the right resources to at the end of the 30-day cycle. Hmm. And you can actually get a, you can actually get an ending where he tries to take off and his ship just runs out and he crashes back oh, into the planet and dies. Yeah, it's really dark. Huh. And then there's the best possible ending where you get every single equipment and you get it within under 18 days, I believe it is. And that gives you the best possible ending. But huh. yeah, the game was fun. So I'm really interested to see what Pikmin 4 is going to bring to the table. I might pick it up. I know they've added a more Pikmin since then, and it shows inside of the trailer they're adding even more more Pikmin, like the ones that can actually just freeze water so you can the walk The only up. thing I remember seeing specifically is they were <laughs> vaulting up a cliff. Yes. Like, they were on the ground, and they were literally just, like, climbing up this gigantic cliff. cliff. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. The yellow Pikmin can also pick up bombs, which the yellow ones cannot. So, yeah, again, uh, there's a lot of different things that Pikmin can do that other Pikmin cannot. So, again, that's one of the really interesting, unique aspects to it. Um, so yeah, I'm really interested to see what Pikmin 4 will be like, because I honestly have a lot of great memories of Pikmin 1. Uh, I never got to play 2 or 3, sadly, so... I, I tried Pikmin at a kiosk in Target when it first released, and I, that's where I realized I don't like the GameCube controller. Oh, I love the GameCube I, controller. I, I messed with it, and I was like, what the fuck is this yellow nub? And I just put the thing down and never went back. I love the GameCube controller. It's so good. Uh, it's so ergonomic. It feels so good. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,
what else was on there? Octopath Traveler 2, I think they showed off a little bit. Yeah, I know my one friend online is really tempted to pick that up, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, God, now that you th- we mentioned uh, Tears of the Kingdom, I'm really fucking hyped for that. That trailer uh, looks sick. That, I think that's May, right? Oh, now. God. I really hope they don't fuck up the story as much as they did the first one. Well, I honestly don't think they fucked up the story. It was just too safe and not fleshed out. But this I, new one looks dark. The sky turned red and, like, all hell broke loose. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the first one kind of has that moment during the Blood Moon, but that's about it. Oh. Like, otherwise, it doesn't really happen. So I'm honestly hoping that they really do go all out with this game. Ganondorf has a voice now. I like that. That's awesome. I think like it's going to be interesting to have a voice protag- like a voiced antagonist and see what he's going to be like. I'm honestly super excited for all of this. Sure. I think it's going to be really good. I I'm I'm really excited for Tears of the Kingdom. Uh I'm trying to think what else was inside of the trailer that I was super hyped for. Splatoon 3 is getting a paid update people are pissed about because apparently right. it's only allowing you to go back into the old cities, but it's not really anything else new. Hmm. Um, so people are kind of irked about that. What else was on the trailer? I'm trying to think about it. Uh, I don't remember. I watched the whole thing. After, after. oh yeah, Advanced Wars. We're getting a, more of a date on that, so I'm excited about that being finally done. Otherwise, though, man, I'll tell you, after the freaking emulators were basically announced... Which is so funny because we had the Mega Man Battle Network collection about to come out on the Switch, yeah. and they've already shown that they're going to release Battle Network on the the virtual console. Oh, really? Yeah, so you're going to probably be able to get some of the original Battle Networks for free, and then if you really like them, you could actually just go out and buy the anniversary collection for the Mega Man Battle Network. So I think huh. that's a win-win. Because that's the thing that people don't understand is that people are going to be like, well, that's going to hurt them. More people are just going to download that game instead of playing it. It's like, no, people are going to play it. And then if they figure out that they like it, they yeah. will go out and buy the game so they can play sure. the rest of them. Yeah. People don't understand that. Like, even when it comes to something like piracy, anti-piracy is something that's a, uh, it's a very, very, like, bad double-edged sword. Because one of the things is that people who would pirate your game... There's two types of people that are going to pirate your game. People who will want to try it before they buy. That would be me. Right. Or just run on my computer. Yes. Or you're going to have the people that are never going to pay for your game regardless, and you shouldn't worry about them. Right. But the first ones, if people liked like your game when they pirate it, 90% of the time, they will actually go out and buy it. Right. Because they want to support the Oh, developers. no, seriously. So like, like, in my case, how me- I downloaded The Amazing Spider-Man 2, <laughs> played that game for 10 minutes, and I was like, I hate this game. I don't no, like, it. there were yeah. so many games. I remember one of the original OG Xbox. You could just go to the game store, you know, crack your hardware, and you could just download all these games yeah. on there. Yeah. Where you have a, a thing like Game Pass, where it's like, I've down I downloaded and played hi-fi rush i'm going to buy that and i'm going to buy oh, i need uh, to buy that actually what's the dude it's so good what's the rick and morty game high on life i'm gonna also buy that at some point yeah i heard that because i like both of those games yeah what was the first one you mentioned i was hi-fi rush yeah hi-fi, hi-fi rush, rush I, is I, just is... i watched my friend play a little bit of it but holy fuck did that look good it, it's really fun i hear a lot of people say that that's already a contender for game of the year i yeah. think i think honestly Unfortunately, it comes down to the very like sad truth of Tears of the Kingdom is coming out. And unless that game bombs, that is probably already going to fucking just be game of the year. I'm calling it now. Breath of the Wild. See, I pretty... hate to say it. I'm going to say um, Hardworks Legacy Hogwarts game of the year. Hardworks Legacy no. is, is really good. Yes. I think Legacy is good. I, I think yeah. a lot of people are going to enjoy it because a lot of the gameplay elements of it are great. But I think, honestly, with the amount of drama surrounding the game right now and the fact that the, the, the story is pretty fucking 
disgusting. Honestly, I'm not super far into it yet. I'm not going to spoil what, Hogwarts Legacy game. Yeah. No, it's not. No, wait till you get to. Let's just say a lot of J.K. Rowling's bigotry is showing through with the story in this. Trust me, it's. Did it's... she write the story for? This? No, she no, did she not. did not. But let me just say that the, it's pretty fucking heavily inspired by her writing style. You're uh, you're gonna figure out towards the end of the game, um, especially. I, I don't it's, know nothing about it. It's um. Woo. <laughs> okay. Let's let, see. <laughs> right now, I'm happy with it. Right now, I am Hufflepuff. I'm actually enjoying it. I get a mission that no one else gets in the game. Yeah. I, as mm. somebody watching my friend play this game, I could definitely tell that this game has quality to it. I love and the presentation. The, pre- the presentation is excellent. I can definitely say the voice acting is above average. Yep. I can definitely say a lot of the game has. It has an actual whimsical feel to it than what I've been watching. Because, again, I'm not paying for this game. But, unfortunately, it is going to be one of those things that uh, I pretty much went through already and saw all of the story for this game. <sighs> I think this is going to be one of those games that people are going to be, like, really happy with the beginning of it. And then anybody who understands what the story is really about, they're going to go, oh, this is kind of... Now I'm kind of intrigued. <laughs> kind of fucked. It's it's pretty fucked. I will say this right now. Because I, I, as, right, as of right now... Um, I can go into some minor things. I I put I made four characters just to, to just to see the world. Um, overall, my honest to god truth favorite house to actually explore. Slytherin looks the best. Like like Slytherin's is you know underground near the Black Lake. So they have all the windows like actually like connected to the um, the outside lake. It looks so cool looking. Ravenclaw's is really neat, but Ravenclaw it's been confirmed they have the least amount of side quests. Bias again towards the Harry Potter universe. Gryffindor has the most side quests. Yeah, mm. Hufflepuff is something that we've really we I guess for what my friend describes, we've never seen what their actual hall inside their house, their dorm rooms look like. Yeah, and it's kind of I like it. Like I really do, because every single house has a secret password you have to say. While Hufflepuff, oh, right. Hufflepuff has a little rhyme we have to knock and and say like Hufflepuff. And it'll yeah. let you in. If you say it wrong, you get doused with like, vinegar. So I actually, well, we're probably gonna do like a Harry Potter spoiler cast, right? Oh yeah, I want At to. I want to because I was actually coming up with ideas for this podcast, and I want to do a. I don't. I don't remember. It's one of the sayings for the spells, but I want to do like a, a, a Luma podcastio or something. Oh, like there that. you go. Bam. Okay. Some fucked up. I will say thing one thing right now. Um, you can learn all three the unforgivable yep. curses. I will say the Avada it breaks the game. Hmm. Watching my friend play as Slytherin, he's just I'm going pure evil, which here's the kicker. My one friend is a huge hardcore, like, you know, like that kind of universe fan. And Ravenclaw is actually more of a, like, their pe- some of their people have been worse than Slytherin. I, I just Slytherin's want, heavily inbreeding. I just That's want their thing. a cool looking cloak. Yeah, I have a cool a looking cloak. Of, Hufflepuff has I mean, a the, the no. Hufflepuff that, has like a, a nice, cool black one, uh, while Gryffindor has that weird color to it. It's like a grayish. It's like a gray, right? Uh, yeah. There's there's already one mod I want for this game though, which is one of the spells is literally just stupefy. Yeah. And yeah. I and I want people to replace it with the voice lines from Disturbed. 
Oh, God. <laughs> Super fun. <laughs> oh, no. There's that one spell where you can take them up and then you can just slam their bodies to the ground. And it's like, my one friend starts playing metal music when he does that spell and he sends me this. I'm just like, that works. That'd be funny as hell. You go and, like, levitate somebody. You're like, wow. I can't yeah. do that. Right yeah, now. exactly. No, no. That's, that, that's what he did. That's what he sent me. That's great. No, I... Uh, I do. I I am really liking this game, so I I will go in the rest of the story and kind of just see what's yeah, going from there. Again, Next I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil anything on the story. I'm just gonna say that, especially from if if you really are really paying attention to the story and you kind of understand what's going on, it's from a person of you know who's paid attention to you know U.S. history. I'm not again. I'm not gonna go into it. This this the story from its perspective telling is very fucking disgusting. I don't understand how they thought that, that they were going to get away with some of the things they're I doing wonder in the story. I wonder if that had to do with what, uh, what, what do the person say exactly in the Wired review? Oh, the the goblins. They are an allegory for Jews. Oh. That's what that, that one reviewer says, that they are... Yeah, Wired gave this game a 0 out of 10. Yes. Because of the story? I don't know. No, no, no. no. They were... The, the person who, I, think I think who the reviewed it... wrote the review was trans. Yes. Oh, okay. So if you're gonna just bash the game on being trans, okay, I get it. But J.K. actually, J.K. Rowling is transphobic. I get that. She's bigoted as all hell. She's racist as all hell. But we know this. As a reviewer, you're you you shouldn't, you shouldn't be focusing on that. You should be if, focusing. If on you yeah, right. If you as a reviewer are going through this and you're looking through it on the bias of well, J.K. is bad, therefore game is bad. You're losing all credibility as a reviewer, yeah. and you're going to hurt yourself. Don't do that. If you are going to go through this game with a critical eye on what the gameplay is like, which is why I'm not saying this game is a 0 out of 10, I'm definitely saying this game has a lot of credences as a video game as to why it is good, then yes. But as, again, somebody who harps on storytelling in games a lot, yeah. uh, what they've put in display here is pretty fucking disgusting in terms of writing. I oh, okay. I don't understand. Uh, 70 hours. The story, yeah. the story not, not everything, just the uh, story. I think maybe, I guarantee, I think easily over three, 30 hours, I guarantee it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's just going to be one of those things that especially when you go into the mindset like you were saying, like how the, the, the goblins are an allegory. Well, I, I will For say Jews. this, yeah. I will say this right now is like there have been a few reviewers who... Stay offline. Don't look at anything on this online. Well, no, no. If and you that's don't what I'm want, like, there was one. The one person who gave a zero out of ten. Yeah. The last articles that they worked, they wrote for the web. This website was nothing. They you said something about sex toys, right? Yeah, sex toys. Not a single video game review. All, only thing they talked about was butt plugs and sex toys. I'm going. So that's then, not the person I would go to the next. Like, hey, do you want to review this Harry Potter game? So then, yeah, I don't understand why you're asking them for a review unless you know it's just to be funny. In that case, no, then I don't I, think it was funny. I think that person wanted that review and they gave that person re the review so they could just bash the crap out of it. And that's my honest to God opinion. I, I don't know this site you're going to or what they're about, but like he was searching for uh, Gryffindor branded vibrators. Yeah, I was. Shaped like a wand. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Leviosa. Not sure if it's serious or not. No, <laughs> being no. There probably is. Serious. There probably is something like that. Let's just not. Let's not encourage the internet to Google that, please. I oh, guarantee this. Right. The internet probably has much more stuff. Do they have Dagon Alien here? Um, in the game. Can I've, you go to Diagon Alley? I have not. I'm going to this one town where my wand is at, though. It's like right, it's near Hogwarts. Yeah, so again, I, I think honestly, once people start getting through it, 
I think this is going to be one of those games that absolutely, I think the gameplay in with the world building for a lot of the aspects of this game will carry it. But I think once people start to get to the end of the story and they start to realize what's on display here, they're probably going to get pretty pissed. I think this is one of those scenarios where the game is going to be pretty controversial with its story. Not like The Last of Us Part 2 where it was just shit, but in a sense that I don't think the writers really... They either realized fully what they were doing. Is it like a what the fuck moment? It's thing, like what? Why? No, no it, it, it's again. I, I I had literally had talked to my one friend about the whole entire situation with the the Harry Potter universe itself because I asked a lot of questions, and the biggest thing is is that like if you where are you at right now in the movie wise? Where are you at? I I finished Order of the Phoenix like two okay. Or three weeks well, ago. there's a part in the Half Blood. Oh, not the Half Blood Prince. That's the next one. Th- no, um, the Deathly Hollow. The new minister. Yeah, the new minister of magic. When you go to that main area where the government's at, they literally show a wizard with a staff and then muggles being crushed underneath them. Like, and then all the ones that are not human that can use magic, so like goblins and trolls and other things, like centaurs, they're pretty much like beneath them. They are called half-humans, semi-intelligent. It's like... So now that you know that goblins are an allegory for Jews and now you have slavery going on... Yes. Yeah. House elves are. Yeah. Yeah. If they don't, if they're wearing white. If, so, so this game follows that suit in terms of the story. This game. Kind it's of, following the universe lore. Yes. It is following the universe lore. So that's a big old fucking yikes. Now I don't care if you, if any, ethnic you know group, fucking yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking yikes! Like that is the entire wizard, the entire wizarding world. It's just not the England wizarding world. It's everywhere. They they literally most of them. If you're part of a pure blood family, there's a good chance that you have a. I just learned about that last week too. I didn't know that there was like a United States version of Hogwarts. Yes, in the in they have three houses. They have three houses, not four houses. They have three houses. Yes. Yeah, I like how they're like, well, Americans kind of do this. And then, oh, the Middle East and Australia and all these areas that I don't know anything about, they all kind of go to the same wizarding school and Africa. Really? JK, did you did you know? No, seriously. Did like- you do plan that at all? Did you actually look into any? Eth- no, no. Okay. Okay. There, one, Fuck off. The one girl that from Gryffindor will tell you all about where she's from. They, and her actual like location, she never had a wand. She used magic with her hands. She never huh. channeled a wand. Yeah. Interesting. Yes, because she talked about it, and then she says she transferred to... I will say that's my, my first minor gripe about this game is the first spell you get, that fucking pew-pew shooter thing. Yeah. Well, it's, stan- it, it's standard. We've seen throughout the entire Harry Potter movies where they just kind of yeah, do like that I fast. It. It's just when you're fighting those knights at the very beginning, and you're just like throwing this little tiny red bullet. Yeah, like, I know. But I will say one thing right now, in my honest God opinion, do not do not level up any of the stealth abilities. I, in my opinion so far from what I played, you you don't need them. My one friend was leveling up the, the stealth abilities and he hates himself. So he's actually restarting from a certain save point because he hates the stealth in the game. Yeah. He says, I, his exact huh. words are, I don't think I need this. Mm. And again, uh, he has the the killing curse. Yeah, and 
it's a one shot even for like that big huge like troll that you've seen the, in the trailers that you have to battle and everything yeah and the if you don't use that spell i can promise you i can tell you right now it takes a lot longer to kill was, somebody was complaining about like the enemy variety in this game kind of sucks like you just fight dark wizards constantly i mean there's only so much you could probably really i mean there's a lot you could do with the harry potter universe but there's only so much you can really do the with most, the, like, the main bad guys you're going to be fighting is you know cave trolls goblins and then rogue you know dark wizards for me i'm the main draw and then the, the stone knights wanna, and I then stone knights kind of get immersed in this universe and learn more about harry, harry potter and, and again that's one of the things that sucks because so. i definitely know why people love the harry potter universe and i i get it i truly do understand it but when you understand really where the writer was going for with a lot of these right it's disgusting yeah. it literally is disgusting it is that it is in no way excusable to write those things and at those be an allegory for what they are like it's just not excusable and under any circumstance right and it's one right. of the reasons why i understand why people are boycotting this game i understand why people will not play this game i understand why people are pirating this game i understand why this game is so controversial because of this it was the most viewed game on twitch for like two or three and days. it broke the like pre-sales yes there are sites out there right now that are tracking every single person who are buying this game are they, are, are they playing that wizard game or whatever the yeah, hell that, that app is? Yes, and that's the thing, is that they are calling it that wizard game. They're not calling it by the name, so it doesn't get more attention than it needs to. And But then uh, they're going into people's streams and like trying to cancel them. Yes, and I get that. Unfortunately, it is one of those things that this is something that you are taking aside when you play this game, unfortunately. And it sucks, because from an aspect, I understand, especially if you were a kid and you had a hard life and you played Harry Potter or, you know, you you know engrossed yourself in the Harry Potter universe and lore, and you kind of stayed out of this type of, you know, drama that's going on, and then you kind of come into it and you have no idea what the fuck's going yeah. on. It's a culture shock, and it's terrible. But it's also one of those things that I can't blame you if you didn't know any of this. Yeah. It's one of those things that just sucks, right? I mean, but, I didn't know about any of this crap until right. two weeks ago. Until two weeks ago. Right. And it's one of those things that, unfortunately, right now, this is a point where people have to educate themselves. If you if you care enough, right? And I do think that there are some aspects that, yes, you should educate yourself when it comes to this because then you under you see it through a different lens. Yeah. And the problem is, though, is that it didn't need to be that way. But it is that way. There's just no way to separate art from artist in this point. Mm. It's one of those things that you just can't with how ingrained they are together. If this would have been a reboot on the series, or they would have separated a lot of the lore from Rowling and kind of broke off into their own thing, yeah. maybe yes. But because it still follows the lore that they specifically wrote for this universe, and this is following that universe lore... No, it doesn't. It's just not okay. Yeah, and it's definitely part of the same universe because there's a freaking Weasley in it. Yes, and so it is definitely one of those things that, unfortunately, I think that from what I can tell, a lot of the people in the devs that have worked on this game aren't particularly bad people, from right. what I can tell. Yep. But it is also one of those things that sucks because it's... Should this game have ever come out the way that it is right now? I don't know. And it's one of those things that people would joke if I said, well, you know, if you were a soldier in the war with Hitler, are you really excused for what you did? And I'm not trying to compare Hitler to Rowling. That I'm not that, you know, er you know, not arrogant, but what's our more compare here? I'm not that, like, extreme on this viewpoint. Sure. But it is definitely one of those things that you know who is in the wrong in this entire conflict, and it is her. 
she's not a good person. She has not in- brought up a-, a universe that is worth celebrating because of how she has written a lot of the things in this universe. But can I blame people who have been in the dark about all of this? No. So I don't think most of the people. That's my case. I just want to play the game. Right. I but- do. I, in my opinion, I did. I, again, I just started watching the Harry Potter movies this year. So it's. Uh, I only the last Harry Potter movie. How I the hell is that possible? You dated somebody that was obsessed with Harry, Potter. and I never watched it. Wow, that's messed up. So it, and it's going to be one of those things that unfortunately, if you catch yourself up to this, then it gives people a better viewpoint. I definitely do think that this is one of those things that if enough people play this game, I think, again, this is why it's not going to be eligible for Game of the Year, because I think once enough people kind of understand what's going on here, I think most gaming like websites are going to understand what's going on here. If they were just the, those people I was mentioning, like, oh, Harry Potter's just this thing, right? I don't pay attention to Harry Potter, but there's this game. This game is great so far. And then once they start to realize what's reading between the lines of what's actually on display here, they're sure. going to go, oh... No, <laughs> and, and, see, I th- and I, th- I as of right now, from what I'm seeing from people talking about it, I actually still see it as going to be as a contender of game of the year. Will it get it? No, no. It, I don't. I already know that. I, I hate to say it. My gut going up against Redfall and Starfield and yeah. Jedi Fallen or Survivor uh, and freaking. There's just and, so yeah. much controversy. I don't think any Diablo. of the. Ga- yeah, I, I don't think any of the game awards people would dare. No, I don't think. I don't it. think any game awards are going to touch this game in their thing uh, with a ten foot fucking pole. It's not worth your credibility. With this kind of controversy. Can you see them not releasing any kind of DLC? I actually can see them releasing DLC. No, I think they're going to release DLC if it has already been planned. Because like, there's something in the lore or in this game, the storytelling, where the guy says Quidditch has been canceled, but they could release a DLC. Well, they could. It, well, in the lore for this one, um, my friend Kelsey was talking to me about this. That is, remember Cyprius Black, the one who yeah. can turn into like a, do- a dog? The prisoner of Vesper. That is his one of his ancestors. Yeah. Like uh, he actually points to it in the family tree. He was one of the most hated, you know, like deans of like the school. Dean. Dean. Funny, I'm Dean. What the hell is wrong with you? But like, yeah, it, it's definitely reference. But yeah, I yeah. guess like one last way to put it is like, so somebody like myself, I'm never buying this game ever. Ah. I don't even want to pirate this game if it in any way, shape, form, or fashion will support J.K. Rowling. But that is also because of where I am in the stance of the LGBT community. I'm not one of these people that is going to be like, yeah, fuck JK, fuck JK, then go buy and support her product. Absolutely fucking not. I'm just not. Right. Anybody who does that is a shit person, by the way. if you, I know if, too many people who have if, done if, that. If, if you're somebody who is, you know, of the LGBT community and you are vehemently against JK Rowling, but you went out and played this game, you're a hypocrite. Go fuck yourself. You're a terrible person. Again, this is why, like, when I say people like you two who are in the dark about a lot of the things that's going I just, on. I don't care about J.K. Rowling. I see a video <laughs> game. It looks fun. I want to play it. Right. That's my stance. Right. And at that point, that's something you can owe to yourself. If you want to stay out of the drama of all that shit, I get that. People who play World of Warcraft, if they just said, fuck it, I don't give a shit about this drama. Same, I just want to play. thing with the bullshit with Blizzard. I like Diablo. I pre-ordered Diablo 4. I don't give a shit about Because, like, company. my biggest right. problem is, is that too many people are attacking the developer who has not done anything wrong to the community and there is but a trans the, there is a trans character in the, if uh, they're <laughs> the developer and they put this kind of storytelling bullshit in the game that puts them in the wrong it does put them in the wrong and that's the problem but at here. the same time though i watch so many people fanboy 
and I not understand that like Activision Blizzard have done horrific, horrible things to a point where a girl has committed suicide, and yeah. yet I all all I heard is from certain people is like, well, they have my pride flag. I, I can wear, I can put up on my Call of Duty now. And I'm going, no. okay, cool. So what they did then is just gave you all these flags that you can have for Call of Duty, and you're gonna overlook. All the horrific if, the shit actual they shit did. That, yeah, and again, it's one of those. That is that. That's my problem when I come from my point of view when it looks at this game. Yeah. is Activision Blizzard has done some horrific things. Yeah, yeah, and it's one of those things that for me, I it's I don't support their company more. Again, if people don't give a shit about the drama or they just want to stay away from it, I get that. You know, I get it. I played World of Warcraft for fifteen fucking years. It was one of my favorite games of all time, and it pains me that I can't play it with my friends right now, but I am in not any way, shape, form, or fashion going to support Blizzard products. That's my stance. Same thing with J.K. Rowling. I don't agree with her racist, bigoted ways of writing and the way she treats the trans community. I will not support her or her product in any way. Yes, I get it. She has more money than she knows what to fucking do with. It doesn't matter if not a single motherfucker would have bought this game. She, she still, still would have more money than she knows what to do with. Yeah. So no, is my in like my not purchasing her game going to make a, a difference at the end of the day? No. If I were to purchase her game, would it really make a difference at the end of the day? No. Am I going to buy it though? Still, no, because I have people in the LGBT community, including myself, that are vehemently against rallying myself included and I'm not going yeah, to support it. you have it. specific morals and you're going to stick to them. Right, yeah. and that's fine. And I get that not everybody, like, you can't just say, oh, well, I have these morals, everybody else has to stick by them. No, that's not the type of person I am. I'm never going to be like that. Again, if you guys that's want to... That, that's what that community's doing right now online. Right. If I ever caught people like you guys going, wow, that this is really fucking abhorrent, this is disgusting, and then you still support it, okay, now we have que- now I have questions for you. Now I have serious questions for you. But I've never really... See, I'm serious in the dark. I don't know. Right. And so when it comes to even things like Blizzard, yes, you kind of know what's going on. But at the same time, like, you didn't really know what's going on to an extent. Well, I mean, I didn't at first. Right. But then that but, I mean, like, Cosby Room thing came yeah, we up. All, but there's like, all this stuff. And then, like, yes. another thing that I keep looking at all my friends who are part of the LGB community. And I go, guys, I don't think you understand that. This Activision stuff right here is probably going to change soon. And they go, why? Saudi Arabia, the king of Saudi Arabia, if I remember correctly, has invested in Activision. How's their merger? Yeah, the takeover. It is. They are trying their damnedest to stall. I honestly think it's going to. Here's the kicker. My thing is this. No one stopped Disney from buying Marvel. No one stopped Disney from acquiring Star Wars. Yeah. There was not a single... Fu- Disney fucked both of those franchises. Exactly. But I mean, like, but, uh, but... But the thing is, is that legally right now, there's nothing stopping from the merger from happening, except they are trying to just stall I mean, the process. So just keeps on trying to throw paper at Microsoft. You can't buy this! Right, and that's what's going to end up happening until eventually Microsoft is going to be like, okay, here's the book, we're slamming it down, we're buying it. Deal with it, yeah. and that's what's going to end up happening. But that's- I do because, but no, they have to go to Congress again, and they also have to go to the European Union yeah. too. Now yeah. is what I'm saying because I don't think you guys understand that Sony has such a huge ass market in Europe. Yeah, and if this happens, this is going to affect a lot of things. It's going to affect esports most likely because yep. again, PlayStation is the console they use now for their tournaments. Yeah, for the, the for the Call of Duty League. Yeah. That's going to probably change. Yeah. Yeah. My thought process is only from a consumer standpoint. It's like, yes, Microsoft buys Activision. I own an Xbox. Who cares? I'm fine. Who cares? I, I mean, from from the, that other aspect of like tournaments and 
just market share and stuff. Yeah, it kind of sucks. I mean, because Microsoft will have a, a monopoly. I don't say it will hurt Sony in the long run. It well, will hurt Sony in the long Sony, run. Sony, like, well, they, Microsoft already says why they've already came out and said no. They are because even offered them a ten-year deal. Well, yeah, but well, Valve has already came out, and Nintendo both came out. I know for a fact that the head guy of Valve says, "Yeah, we know that Microsoft isn't going to be that stupid to not put a Call of Duty game or certain other games on Steam. It's a loss of revenue, and yeah. what they're all about is right. revenue. Yeah. yeah. So I can, I can, I can always see a Call of Duty game." Coming out for Steam. Yep. I can always oh, yeah. see a Call of Duty game coming out for yeah, game's PlayStation. Not, Gabe's not stupid. He knows it's going to happen. Yeah. It, oh, we're getting Teaport. We're getting another Teaport Two update. Holy fuck! It's real. Forgot to mention that. All right, yes. Keep going. Yes. Yes. It's true. This is probably going to be the last major update we get for Team Fortress 2, but it has been fucking confirmed. We are getting a big Any ass word update. yet? Any word of what's going on uh, with no, it? Okay, no. Okay, we, okay. All we know is that it's a big update, but this will probably be the final update Team Fortress 2 gets. People are fucking excited. So, Team Fortress 3 and Half-Life 3 confirmed for 2030? No, probably not. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be 2033 before we get it. Jesus. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Uh, probably not. Dota 2 is making too much money, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They're only going to keep printing Dota and that, 2. And that is something right there. As long as Dota is making money. I don't see Valve touching anything right now. I I do think that they will eventually down the road, but I think they're kind of waiting right now because what would you have gained from doing it? Like, we just kind of saw Half-Life Alex come out, but, like, it got reception at first. It was really cool, but, like, was it really... It's be- I think it's because it was VR. Uh, no, I think it was because it just... No, I, hon- I honestly think a lot of people don't have the VR, so what's the point of like being interested in a game that you can't play? Right, I mean, that does hurt it, but the other problem is, too, is that it's also one of those things of, like, it doesn't really add much to the Half-Life lore. No, it, it doesn't. And no. so it's one of those things that it does change a few aspects of the lore, and it's going to change the story going forward because they kind of wrote themselves into a corner with the last Half-Life uh, episode we got, which I sucks. No Half-Life Alex on PSVR 2. They're in the middle of negotiations. PSVR 2 is failing. It's tanking bad. They, their initial uh, predictions, or whatever you want to call it, for uh, sales was 2 million units sold, and they cut that in half because people are so wow. disinterested. Because PSVR 2, without a game, is 550 bucks, and that's without the council. Holy yeah. shit. So you're looking at point of entry, like, over a 1000 bucks without a game. If you want the bundle for, like, the Horizon... Uh, Whatever the Horizon game is, I can't remember. That's now. nuts. Call the Mountain. That's You're looking nuts. Six hundred dollars just for the box for the VR headset, not the console. That is fucking nuts. No, that's expensive as shit. Yeah, that's expensive. That's an expensive barrier to entry in. With- and with Sony's track record on their uh, like their offshoot things, besides from PlayStation, they don't support their shit. No, they don't. Vita failed epically. Why the hell would I buy into PSVR? Yeah, it's one of those things that yeah, no, it's not a smart investment. It's smart to just say no. We're not. Interested in I this. think we all want VR to actually. Like, I would love to try it. I, I I want VR to succeed. I really do. I just don't think we're there with price wise and like people willing to make a game with it. That's the problem. It's people willing to make a game. There are reasons to own a VR headset, but it's right now more of a social experience than mm-hmm. it is a gaming experience. I see more people like push how, the limits how are with people when it, to get headaches when wearing those those headsets. It for, like, all it of time. all depends on the person. I have had people say that they get nasty vertigo and I've had other people that are just perfectly fine playing I'm it. thinking like eye pulsing head headaches from staring at a screen that's two inches away from your <laughs> eyeballs again it's person to person basis ah. I've I've heard people say that they've had issues with it and I've heard other people say no not a problem whatsoever my one friend played Boneworks from start to finish and he had no issues interesting and he was playing that with a VR headset and he had no issues with it like other people say that no they'll play it for five minutes and they get sick because ah. 
they just get vertigo too badly. So it is going to be one of those things that I think no that... No Beat Saber either. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Be, again, a Beat Saber isn't what I would really classify as a video game. But that should have been a fucking pack-in. It should have been a pack-in, yeah, like absolutely. Beat Saber, I know people that have VR headsets, and Beat Saber is their go-to for exercise. Be, beat Saber is literally the modern-day Guitar Hero. Yeah. If you do not have this on a VR console as of right now, you're fucking yourself. Yeah. Completely. Kneecapping yourself completely. Yep. This is the idea that people brought bought the Wii because it was a Wii Fit. Wii Fit. Yeah. And it's fucking printed money. Yep. If you're going to have a VR headset, you better have fucking Beat Saber. Yep. If you don't, you are just absolutely missing the point. Yep. Yeah, I just I wish like again, I think realistically if we were to move and rearrange, we could easily put VR out here and use it. Yeah, but my problem is when I when I get home from a long day of work, I don't want to use tired, it. I'm tired. I don't want to throw on a fucking headset and stand flail my arms. I, th- I learned that from the Connect. I barely used that piece of hardware. Oh no, I remember we all got the Connect. I remember we all used it and we were I all- I liked Elysium or whatever. Yes, but I remember all of us- music- Child of Eden. I remember all of us hanging out at your old apartment after we worked a 12 hour shift. Star Wars game? Fuck that. So- well, yeah, saying, We worked 12 hours and we all went there and we played, was it five minutes of the one with the cut, the fruit slicer game, whatever. Yeah, right, but the fruit thi- ninja. The, the Yeah, thing fruit ninja. Is, the- and then we were tired and we, then we got a pizza and then we all just sat and yeah. watched a movie. Right, but the thing is, though, is that a lot of these titles you're talking about are not very engaging. When you come and play a VR headset, it's a lot more engaging and you're going to want to engage with it. You'd be surprised how like, tired do you... Do you have any examples? Uh, okay, so like even if we were to use a game what like... What is Half- the most popular VR game aside from Beat Saber? So I'm going to try to think of something that's like highly rated. So if I had to look at two of the like highest... Do they have Super Hot in VR? I, I thought they were. That would be pretty. Big. I thought they were working on it. I ah. don't know. But if I'm going to go by two of the highest highest rated games, I think for VR that people are probably going to talk the most about, it, it is going to be something like Half Life Alex or Boneworks. Yeah, and I so don't the, know what Boneworks is. Let me look that up. Yeah, Boneworks is an interesting title. But like the thing is, is that I think when you have these games that are super engaging with a VR headset, you will very quickly forget how tired you physically are when you are immersed in a world. I have had times where I will come home from eight hours of work. I've worked outside, and if I get into a game like Final Fantasy XIV, or if I get into an engaging story, I will just go for another 12 hours. That's, nope. a, that's a good question, not to derail it, but when you get home from work, do you ever jump into to, um, uh, Ring Fit on the Switch? I've done it before, yeah. And you're not tired? I mean, I'm tired, but I'll still do it. Ah. It's one of those things that physically, yeah, I can do it. And that's the thing, is that I think when you actually get going on some of these, like... It's one of those things that you guys talk about something like Fruit Slicer, and it's like, well, it's also not mentally engaging. So you're going to very quickly realize that you're tired because you're not mentally engaged with what you're doing. And so when you're playing something like Boneworks or Half-Life Alex, and you're in this just world, you're immersed in it, you will forget how tired you are, or you will realize how much more you can keep going. This almost looks like an up version of Goldeneye. Right? It's re- bone works. Yeah, it's really cool. And, like, the thing is, is that it's really cool with what you can do within the game because, again, it pushes the boundaries of what VR really is thought of for a lot of people. Hmm. Like, if you look at Boneworks right now, you could even say it's something like a proof of concept almost. Uh, because is it the prettiest game to look at? No. Is it the most detailed game to look at? No. But is it what really plays into the strengths of what VR can do? Yes, actually. Absolutely. <laughs> what the 
fuck. What's up? Somebody in the, the this trailer that I was watching was like grabbing a hold of some NPC's head and like stroking their hair. Yeah. <laughs> like, like one of the things you can do is you can walk up to one of the bad guys and you can grab them and you can take something else and bash their skulls in. You uh. can do that. Like the game is very immersive with what it lets you do. And it's one of those things that when you get immersed, you're going to forget how tired you are. I you're- mean, that would... For me, that would be a big draw is in the middle of winter when it's fucking freezing, freezing outside, yeah. giving me a game that makes me move but is still super engaging so that I'm playing a game that I love but also exercising at the same time. Right. That would be my reasoning to get VR. Right. But the thing is, is that a lot of people are going to look at a game and the thing about Boneworks is that you're probably not going to be exercising as much as you think. Yeah, you're you're going to be... You're still standing up. You're going to be... still moving around. You're standing up, you're moving around and you're going to be aiming and stuff like that. But this isn't Beat Saber where you're going to be constantly doing this and moving and cardio like Boneworks and Half-Life Alley are first-person shooters at their core, sure. which means you're going to be playing a video game first and foremost, but it's in VR. Yeah. So that's the way that you have to look at it differently. Like, yes, holding up a gun is going to be still you aiming, but you're not doing this right, right, right. motion side to side to yeah. aim or whatever. You're you're aiming, you're holding steady, and you're going to have moments where you're going to panic and, oh, shit, like you're going to, you know, maybe flail a little bit because, you know, you're panicking. Yeah, sure. But you're not going to be just, you know constantly moving constantly moving so i think that you won't be as tired as you think you'll be when you play an actual vr game Ah. and so that's like my draw to it is i don't think after an eight hour shift you will be too exhausted to play a video game you would probably be too exhausted to beat saber i think think the thing with me is i can't wrap my head around a simplistic vr experience as opposed to how it was back in the day where you have a headset with eight thousand wires and it takes 10 minutes to get into the game yeah now what is it? You put a VR headset on and what? Push a button and you're good to go. I don't, I don't know how easy it is. I don't know how easy it is. I know you still have to set up bars and sensors. Yeah, but if that shit's like wire free, then I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I it's, think I don't want cables all over the place. And I think there are some headsets that are wire free. I don't know. You'd have to look into it. I know my buddy Sai has a VR headset. I should ask him which one he has again. But he has the sensors and everything. Oculus or Hive or whatever. Yeah, I'm not sure which one it is. Stay away from the... For for me, I would get PSVR because I have a PlayStation 5. Yeah. If I were to get anything, it would be that one. Right. But I need... The the thing with VR is you need a killer app. Yeah. And I don't know what that killer app is. Yeah. What was that terrible VR that was back in the 80s or early 90s? Lawnmower Man. Virtual No, 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 no. no. It was where I... I, Pterodactyl Nightmare. That's what it was. I remember spending like five bucks and just getting killed by a pterodactyl. The closest thing that I ever did to VR in VR (laughs) outside of like an actual headset was that weird huge ass Star Wars thing where you held the lightsaber and had to like block laser blast from Boba Fett in the arcade. That was so it was much like fun. Five dollars a bit of play or whatever. Oh yeah, but like I just remember like putting all this gear on and literally just dying like instantly. And I just remember looking at myself like this sucks, dude. Like this was supposed to be the future. This future sucks. But yes, PSVR two is not getting good reception. I Sony's see cutting its projections. I well, I, I see them cutting it just in general. Like, As of right now, there's still not enough reason to forego a perfectly good controller. And a perfectly like good I TV. I think I, remember, I think I remember, I think it was kind of funny saying, like, PSVR 1 had, like, a 5% adoption rate. Really? For, like, everybody that owned a PlayStation 4 Pro console, 5% of its user base had PSVR. How the fuck is that profitable for Sony? It's not profitable. It's a loss. And I'm so, amazed that they did it. If, it. if it was that bad, why would you do it for the second one? I don't know. 
You I know? just don't think anybody's going to be ready for VR until it's like stupidly simplistic. And cheap. And I well, not, not cheap, cheap, but affordable. Sure. Again, what you say, VR, the, the PlayStation VR 2 and, is $500. And, uh, five, not 550 and then you have to have a game too. It's too and, much. And if you don't have a PlayStation 5, you need a console. So you're looking at $1,050. And, and, and now, if you would have said, hey, this console with this, let's just say $750, I think that would more people... Or I could buy a gaming PC. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but that's what I'm saying. Like, There's so much that you can just say, nah, I'll, I'll, I won't do that kind of situation. And you spend that type of money and get, say, Call of the Mountain, and then you play that and you're like, what's next? I don't like any of these other games. I just wasted money on a paperweight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. That was kind of a tangent. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a fair... A, a, it's, a little bit, but it's a fair one. It's so. a fair tangent, dude. It's a well, fair I mean, tangent. It's relevant because PSVR 2 launches in a week. It's, it's sometime in February. PSVR 2 is coming out very freaking soon. I don't see it doing good. I I'm don't. Not, I'm not going to buy it. I can't justify that price point. I'm not paying six hundred dollars for PSVR right now. No, especially like like what are the games for it? And then, I, well, their biggest the one, the one that I've been following aside from Call of the Mountain is a game called Zenith: The Lost City, or The Last City. Yeah, it's well, a literal uh, MMO RPG in VR. Oh, like I've been following it's uh, like the game's progression for two years, yeah. and I can't justify that kind of money to play that. game. I know I that they're. Um, Horizon is getting their own VR game too. I knew that. Horizon, Horizon Call of the Mountain. Yes. Yeah, so, yep. Yep. That's the flagship title. <laughs> but that's it. What else did you play? They don't even have Beat Saber. Like I said. But anyway, I'm going in circles. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I, I get it. I get it. So now, and Andrew, did you actually finish Near? Near? No, I've been busy this week, unfortunately. So. No. Overall, like, like, what do you think of like Near as like a whole of like the hack and slash style like? RPG. I do have that soundtrack. If you want something to take us out from near, I got it. Because like near, like near soundtrack is just killer. Um, God, it's a very moody soundtrack. Is a thing though. That carnival. Like, music, uh, if that- you want to take us out, well, I'm not saying we're closing the podcast. I'm just saying if you want to take if you want to take us out, it's the um, I, whatever the city music is you start in the game. But more specifically is the lyrical version of it. Oh, okay. Because it's interesting. I actually really like this because two of the NPCs are actually singing. The thing is, is that when you walk away from them physically, the music fades from the lyrics. Like, the lyrics will fade out. Oh, okay. So as you get near them, they'll you'll actually hear them singing, and it actually so it's changed. like you're it's like you're actually walking towards somebody singing. Yes, it's got that Doppler effect where you walk away and you kind of hear fade. From yes, them. yeah, it's really cool. But the music is actually gorgeous. I love the soundtrack to this game; it's so good. Huh. And I only hear that Automata is even better. So again, I'm keeping myself completely in the dark about Automata. See, I bought I did the opposite. I bought Automata first, and then I got Replicant after the podcast that we recorded last time. So again, with Replicant, I would say the city music. Once I finish the game fully, I know I'll probably have more tracks I want to put in there, but the music in the game so far is just... Wow, is it really good. I know. It I will say this right it, now, the carnival part where you go to the old carnival, sh- that music is so good. You shush, that soundtrack is good. It's creepy. Or yeah, the- a lot of the music in this game is creepy. Uh... It's very moody. I don't know if I'd use the word creepy, but I will use the word moody. Some of the music in this game is very moody. Hmm. Um, 
But yeah, uh, I would say if, if you want to take us out with that soundtrack, that specific song, I would say that's a good song to take us out on. See if I can find it. I have the soundtrack. I just got to figure out what, what it's called. <laughs> yeah, um, I will try to have that finished by next week. I've been very busy this week with a lot of family stuff going on still. Again, I've been having a lot of that going on, so it's been hard for me to really sit down and play a game. Ah, I still geez. need to play... I still need to play Frontiers. Uh, after I finish yeah, Nier... I want to get back to that, too. <laughs> after I finish Nier, I stopped playing Tunic, and I need to get back and finish Tunic. But yeah, I got, more, pretty, I got pretty far in Tunic, yeah. More importantly, I think the next major game, because I want to go backwards on this one, is I want to play Revengeance. Right, you've been talking about that for months. Yeah, I really want to go back and play Revengeance. Uh, if I have the money for it, Bayonetta 3... I do want to pick up Bayonetta 3. Do you have any interest in the other game? That weird oh, the, shady the, little kid game? Uh, maybe, if it's good. If I hear good things about it, I might pick it up. I haven't heard anything about I it I don't yet. know enough about the lore of Bayonetta for me to give a shit about a game like that, because uh, it looks like it's probably going to be mostly built on the lore, but I I am interested in it. It, it almost looks like an Okami version of Bayonetta. Yeah, I do like that. The art style is very unique. Yeah. So, honestly, I know some people said that this this Nintendo Direct was, like, not exciting at all. And I'm like, you're fucking uh, high. No, there was some stuff to get hyped about. And it's like, yeah, you're fucking high. This Nintendo Direct was actually hyped as fuck. Yeah. It was so good. It was so good. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't have... I think I still have, like, the standard, like, base um, Switch online sub. I don't have those expansion packs, but yeah. the Game Boy stuff really makes me want to upgrade. Oh, it's worth it. Because, I mean, all those Game Boy games, I played a good chunk of that stuff as a kid, and I really want to go through and play Kirby's Dream Land again. I yep. want to try out the Marios. Yep. There, there's a lot in there. I, I really kind of want to do an upgrade, just play the hell out of all that old stuff. So for me, in terms of upcoming games, we're going to talk, we're going to do like a Hogwarts Legacy probably blowout at some point. For, like, I know that stuff. like Joseph has beaten Dead Space. If I'm correct, I know that he's powering through Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> yeah, we were supposed to do a Dead Space thing this week. I actually had to change the whole podcast. I, I built another <coughs> another episode around what we're doing right now. Yeah, but I've got like clips he's from, still at work right now. He yeah. just messaged me. He's still at work. He was supposed to laugh a few hours ago. I've got like five or six clips for your mom hates Dead Space Two for that. Oh, episode. I love that. There's I love that commercial. Shit. I love that. And then we're gonna probably have more depth of talking about Harry Potter. Yeah, um, I can tell you right now what you're Gryffindor. I yep. know I'm Hufflepuff, and so is he. He is also Hufflepuff. I, like, I am so early in this game that I haven't even gone and picked out certain st- stuff. I don't have a broom yet. Like, I, I'm barely into it. Okay, because I'm going to tell you right now, um, one thing I will say before I forget, there are a bunch of weird puzzles that deal with math. I will say this, don't be as dumb as me. Instead of going through, like, 1 to 10, it goes to 0 to 9. So mm-hmm. when I was trying to m- figure out these puzzles, I was treating certain things as the wrong number so if I thought it was a 3 it actually was a 2 because it goes huh. to 0 to 9 not 1 to 10 sure. so I was like trying to figure out these puzzles for like the longest time my friend goes wondering what if we call that one a 0 and I'm like why would you call that a 0 just do it just how just far tr- are you in this game I, I, we'll, we'll get into this yeah, okay, I, I, next week next yeah. week yeah, um, yeah. so <laughs> next week actually I think it's on it's either Tuesday it's going to be delivered or Friday it's going to be delivered this upcoming week but I'm getting uh, I just lost the name of that game Wanted Dead Oh, you are getting Wanted, it. I pre-ordered it from GameStop and used their little gift card thing, their their, their power-up reward stuff. So I canceled out this, the shipping and the tax and just got it for a flat fit, uh, 60 bucks. Yeah, I will say right now... That um, game looks interesting. I it's am supposed sh- to be Ninja Gaiden meets like a heist mode 
and it feels like a PlayStation 2 game, but like with crazy graphics. That's what they're that's what they describe it as. It's like old school gameplay with linear combat, but it's like Ninja Gaiden meets like freaking uh, Ocean's 13. That sounds awesome. That's what it seems like it's going to be. Okay. I'm very interested to see what the hell this game is. And then there's like fucking 50 or 100 different finishers you can do for like stylistic combat things. Okay. It looks cool. I want to play this game. Yeah. But needless uh, to say... My whole week this week up until Hogwarts came out yesterday was Spider-Man. I've been oh, see, that's all, that's all I've been uh, playing. It's been Harry Potter. Uh, no, for me, it's been nothing but Spider-Man mm -hmm. on PS5. I'm trying to get the combat down. I need to beat that game before the new one comes out. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't blame you. I honestly don't blame you. We know that Jedi, the new Star Wars game, but been pushed back, so it's not actually a good thing. Yep. Because I think next week or the following week, the I get the DLC for Lightfall for Destiny oh, too. For Destiny. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, I wonder what the soundtrack is like on that. It's got to be probably crazy because the world that we're at looks really weird, so I feel like it's going to have some tech, like that little, you know, on the style of music you like to work with. I highly doubt they're putting any type of trance in there. Oh, you don't think so? Okay. No, I can't imagine them putting any kind of trance. I could see something like from the sound, the, the, the Tron soundtrack. Oh, maybe. Yeah, well, the way it looks, like yes. Type stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm a music fanatic, so I know a oh, lot Oh, yeah, I was say, yeah, he's a um, hardcore music fanatic. But anyway, we're about... Yeah, I'm gonna say. In, so yeah, I'm gonna say. Good. Yeah, so I'm saying we're good. Taking us out of something from near uh, replicant, right? Yep, that's what you said. Yep, replicant. But, yeah. What the hell's the number on there for? What's the reasoning behind that number? Don't. Spoiler. Don't even. Don't. 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 Don't even think. Don't. About it. Don't think about it. No. Don't just leave. Don't leave it alone. Leave it alone. Leave it. Yeah. It's like near three point one four one five nine. Oh God. Fight the fight of the second. Ah. <laughs> Anyway, I'm Josh. <coughs> I'm Adam. I'm Andrew. And yeah, we'll be back with Harry Potter stuff next week. Bye. Hootie hoot. Yeah, or, or Dead Space. Huff up, huff all the way.